0: Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore.
1: Yes, hello and welcome to all our West Australian football fans listening on wherever you get your podcasts or watching us on the Back Chat YouTube channel. Welcome to a huge edition of Around the Waffle. We are previewing round three of the season. It is heating up the 2023 season. We're looking forward to a big weekend. We certainly hope you are as well. My name is Paul Persick. It's a great pleasure to have your company and joining me once again, a regular co-host for 2023, Taylor Cowper.
0: Thanks, Paul. I reckon we just get straight into it, hey? Let's go. We've got a man on the line right now. uh, Big news. News literally dropped about an hour and a half, two hours ago. Uh, Will, what the hell, mate?
2: Yes, hello, fellas. Very exclusively here on Around the Waffle. The biggest story that's hit the waffle in the last oh, <laughs> 20 minutes. Yeah. Will, Will Schofield coming out of retirement playing for West Coast Waffle. How are we? I just love it. i got it. kids everywhere here, boys. I've got, I've got kids everywhere, so excuse the noise. <laughs> Talking
0: about yourself in the third person as well. I love it. <laughs>
2: Very good, boys. No, excited, excited. Really, I'm just you know in a position to help the club out a little bit. Clearly, their injury list is just ridiculous where it is right now. And uh, what started as a bit of a joke kind of came to fruition into reality, but um, you know, that's how it goes. So, just talk. I I know you're at
0: Dino Land at the moment, we'll hopefully get them on as a sponsor, but um, just talk to me quick what what was the the journey like? Um, yeah, and and you, you said it started as a joke, but
2: yeah, what actually happened? Um, well, uh, first of all, I saw the boys on um, Saturday after their big loss. And, look, you know, I sort of planted a seed a little bit as to how that felt. Um, you know, they were all disappointed. And they're just lacking some real standard leadership. Sure. So, I sort of planted to seed for me a little bit. And then, um, yeah, I saw Simo Monday. He told him that I was available. He said I was joking. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it ended up being serious. We ended up getting into it. Now, no. now yes,
1: sorry, we'll... When you get back out onto the field on Sunday against East Fremantle, what, what sort of role on the ground are you are going to have? Are you Are going to play a bit of mid? Are you Are going to play up forward? A lot What's of time the on the bench,
2: maybe. <laughs> now, Paul, I'm, I've been in the media for two years now. I would have happily told you about 24 hours ago, but I'm a player now, mate, so you're going to have to wait to see when I get on the ground. Could be back, could be forward, could be in the right, could be on the bench. Who really knows? Keeping it a mystery. So you're going to go Can't maybe worry. go up to John O'Mah straight away? Uh, look. I don't know, I'm gonna do some research as to who's playing boys, I gotta be honest. I mean I haven't been, you know, waiting for this moment for two years, it's sort of come out of nowhere. So, so each three are a good side. Um and, and clearly West Coast are probably, you know, pretty far off where they need to be. So, so I'll be trying to bring some physicality, some leadership. Um, I'm not I won't be the fittest bloke out there, but I'll be trying my best. Well, Good luck, mate. It'll be we'll be
0: watching. Uh, I think Paul said he might, There's a chance that he might be calling the game, so he'll put a bit of mocker on for you. But yeah, yeah, good luck with it. And um, the kids, the kids sound like they need you at the moment, so we'll let
2: you go. Thank you. Yeah, correct. I've got to get out of here. I'm getting on some dinosaur thing. So see you later.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Gary.
1: That is Will Schofield, uh, West Coast Premiership legend, returning to the WAFL yeah. for the first time in two years, playing for the Eagles against East Fremantle on Sunday. Huge news that hit earlier this morning.
0: <laughs> so the first thing in all of that is. The Eagles are really scraping the bottle of the barrel. Yeah, there. they
1: desperately need something to really yeah. spark their season.
0: But I think that's that's let, let, let's let's spend a couple of minutes talking about it now. Obviously, getting like he said, he was there uh, talking to the guys after the game. Uh, the massacre at up We we called it last week. Um, they, they need some leadership. It's they same. do. So even if he can come on have a bit of a spark, even if he spends a lot of the time on the bench, or even just if if. We were talking about it before. The chances are he's probably probably going to sit up forward for the majority of the game. I can't see him going on a Harry or a Mitcho, uh, a Harry or a John O'Mars for this game against Eastern Manuel. Just because I just think he, you know, th- they are great forwards they in are. this competition. If you haven't been playing footy for the last three years, you you, you are going to struggle. So up forward, he's he's still he knows footy really well. Any player that's in the AFL that has played AFL footy that comes back in the waffle, they can go forward. He might get. One or two goals, I was going to say two or three, but he might get one or two. But yeah, I, I, I just think that leadership, having someone in the locker room who's played AFL footy, who has won AFL premierships, who's done all that kind of stuff, could be the spark that the Eagles need. They're definitely not going to win the game but I think it can definitely help them. It can give their players a lot of confidence. It could be a spark that they could be competitive against yeah. these
1: from Andal on Sunday. We may see an interesting game over there at Mineral Resources Park with the addition of Skowin, considering that he hasn't played Waffle, I believe, since round five of 2021, mm. where he broke his back. Yeah.
0: What how his missus feels about oh, it? I wonder,
1: <laughs> not only his missus, but also his kids. Yeah, I wonder I'd, what I'd, they're feeling right yeah. now.
0: I used to play basketball at a semi-competitive level, and I know I didn't play for about two or three years, and then you come back and you play a bit of social basketball. Yeah. I remember how nervous you get the night before a game; just you don't know how you get on, you don't know how your fitness is going to go. But this is this is playing in WA's elite competition. I'd be fascinated to know how he's feeling on Saturday night, and I'd love to. Well, we'll chat to him on Tuesday. We'll see how he goes. See how he pulls up, and see if he's going to go around <laughs> again. But. Yeah, it'll be be an interesting game. I've got the I'm going to the West Coast Fever on Sunday. Uh, they've got a game here in Perth. I think I might uh, after that head down to they're playing at Lathlane. Lathlane, that's so correct. So I think I'll head down there and uh, watch this uh, the last half of this game after that, I think.
1: I wonder what Will's going to be feeling on Saturday before that game yeah. and even on the morning of the game mm. when he, you know, leaves the house and goes to Lathlane and plays competitive football again. Especially after such a long spell and against a side that, like you said, is really scraping the bottom bottom of the barrel, desperate for a spark after what has been a couple of years from hell. I mean, it has been a real dark time for the West Coast Eagles. And in order to get someone who's got plenty of experience, 194 games at the Eagles, that Premiership in 2018, the unsung hero of that grand final. It is going to be interesting to see how he goes in that game and how he really sparks the Eagles team as a whole, yeah. not only for that game, but also for the rest of the season. Well,
0: we've got four other games to talk about, so uh, that's the last game of the round, so we'll, we'll have a little bit more of an in depth chat to see how we think Will Schofield, or uh, the Will Schofield led Eagles, will go against Easter <laughs> Round or the Sharks on Sunday, but yeah, plenty more waffle action to go through, Paul. It's true, it's damn true, as they say. This is around the Waffle Our round three preview Talak
1: alongside Paul Persick. Now, another one of the big uh, stories of the week has been, of course, the updates from the MRP. There there was a lot of heated incidents during round two, but we've got uh, the results from the MRP from last night here. John Levian, another one of the West Coast Eagles players, he was reported for engaging in rough conduct against Connell Lynch of West Perth during their match uh, last Saturday. That uh, report was dismissed. He will be free to play against uh, East Fremantle. And uh, Connell Lynch, he uh, suffered a concussion and will miss a fortnight of football.
0: Yeah, well... um... Yeah, tough one. I did see the footage of this. Um, I'm, I'm, I am glad it's got dismissed from an Eagles' point of view because they need all the players that they can get at the moment. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, wishing Connell all the best, obviously from West Perth, and hope he's hopefully he's okay. And the two weeks out for him because I know with the, the AFL, especially, I now know that the Waffle will start doing that too, yeah, really do pushing protocols. down the concussion stuff. So. Um, yeah, hopefully he's okay.
1: Well, he'll return in round five, ironically yep. against East Fremantle at the WACA ground. And on the subject of East Fremantle, Cam Murdley, he's accepted a reprimand uh, for engaging in uh, another act of misconduct against Jeb O'Donoghue of Swan Districts on Saturday. He will play yep. on Sunday. So will Jeb O'Donoghue uh, for making contact with an umpire during their game against East Fremantle at Steel Blue Oval. And it was a low-level offence-based sanction. Reprimand is uh, is the verdict, and he will play
0: against uh, West Perth on Sunday. Well, good to see him out there, for. His- one hundred and fifty first against Will Schofield. Yeah, how, how good would
1: that be? Erdley and Schofield—that's a matchup.
0: Well, you'd actually probably see that yeah. to be honest. So if if Will Schofield, if the rumours are true and he spends a lot of time in the forward line, it probably will be Erdley, probably Jupp as well a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, that, that'll be a fascinating match-up, actually. Match-up,
1: yeah. and Will Schofield, that matchup inside the 50 is going to be, dare I say it, one for the ages. Yeah,
0: it will be. You'll be very interested to see how that plays out.
1: Now, also, we love our Waffle W football, and there was a great story uh, hopping around on uh, on the socials and on the Waffle website as well. We just had to pick this up. It's a wonderful journey that a stalwart of Waffle W football has been on over the last two, uh, last decade or so. Uh, Tani Golisano played her 150th game against East Perth yeah. over the weekend, and it was a fifty seven win for Subiaco over East Perth and she's been playing Waffle W which was formerly known as the WAWFL since 2011. It's been a journey of inspiration and passion for uh, Tani th- uh, for the Subiaco Football Club. What a great star she's been. So
0: 12 years? 12 least she's been playing at the, the elite level in Western Australian footy. 12 years. This is stuff that we in the media we need to celebrate these sorts of things. Oh yeah. Someone who's been playing 150 games in that Uh, waffle women's competition um we really need to celebrate them because um you know, we haven't seen it happen much. Women's footy is growing, and we need to make sure we get around these young girls when they do things like this. Because, 150 games in any competition is massive. So, yeah, she. Um, I think Subiaco. You become a life member at 150 games. You do become a life member. So she she needs to be celebrated. I know she would. It was great to see that on social media played out during the week
1: and celebrated with uh, with a big victory as yeah, well. Yeah, icing on the cake. 57 yeah. points over over East Perth, lead of a and Just seen. The footage and the images of her teammates celebrating with Tani really shows that, A, she's a cult figure at the club and also what she's done on and off the field. has really inspired her teammates but also f- fans of Subiaco and all around the Waffle W
0: competition. 100%, like I said, we need to make sure we're celebrating these girls. We need to make sure that uh, we are creating pathways so that these young girls can keep on playing in these competitions. I know the AFLW is coming very strong as well, so there's opportunities there as well. But, You know, we're going to see a lot of players like we do in the waffle competition who do play 150, 200 games that just can't get to that next level uh, in terms of AFLW. So we've got to make sure that the clubs are getting around them and glad to see that they are.
1: Yeah, fantastic stuff from Subiaco and congratulations to Tani. We wish her all the best for the rest of the season. Now, let's get straight into the matches for round three TC. And what a game to start off with Subiaco and Claremont. Both sides stacked. They're ready to go. It's a more important game for Subiaco after the loss to East Perth last week. And get this. After the first two rounds, Claremont, number one in handballs and number two for disposal. Subiaco, number one for hitouts and ten for free-kicks. The reason the hit-outs, Zach Clark. I reckon 100%. if Zach Clark gets going, it could really spark the Subiaco midfield against the Tigers. But the Tigers just have a little more all around the ground.
0: Or did Zach Clark last weekend? I think he had 44 hitouts outs against right. um, East Perth. So if he can continue to do that. The, the Claremont midfield is dominant, though. Oh, yeah. Um, they know how to. And, and that they, they've played that style of footy for a very, very long time. They, they love using the handball. They use it really well. So expect that again. But... Z- with Zach Clark as the ruckman, obviously, at Subiaco, Subiaco, if he's playing well, they'll get first use of the ball. Be interested to see how Claremont combat that. Well, I think they'll be fine, though. Um, yeah, like you said, ranked number one in handballs. Does not surprise me with Claremont. They've played that way for a very long time. But...
1: 162 to 118 handballs against South Fremantle last week yeah. proves why that they are an effective team in handball. And they don't over...
0: It- Yes, they use it, but it doesn't feel like. And I watch the highlights of that game. It doesn't feel like they overuse it. That's right. If that makes sense, and yeah. every handball that they give and receive is, it, it's not like they're trying to get out of trouble. You see it a lot of times in footy that they use the handball, you know, over the top of their head and all that kind of stuff to try and get out of trouble. Every handball that Claremont use seems to have a purpose, and they play that style of footy extremely well. It will be a fascinating game to see how this one goes at Leaderville Oval. Yeah, it'll be a good one. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited about this one who, who who do you think are well, going to get this one we'll, we'll do wait we do for that the tips the a little
1: later we'll yeah. wait for the tips a little later but I reckon if I was Subiaco one player you would have to stop is Jack Buller I mean what a performance four he had goals. against uh, yeah. South Fremantle four goals and 14 marks if he gets going it, he's going to be hard to so who to do stop. you
0: think um, Subiaco are going to send to him
1: It'll be a tough one, I have to say. If Subiaco have to find a player to stop Jack Buller, they need a tool, yep. and they need someone who could really run Buller out of the game. And I would have to say it'll be a toss-up between Aaron Hill and Angus Duar. Okay. I reckon those would be the two so what that would have to stop Buller.
0: 200-odd centimetres? 200 centimetres yeah. is Buller and 100 kilos. Yeah. So he is built like a tank. Hard to push him around. Mm. Four goals last week against South Fremantle. Yeah, they've got to work out a way to stop him because if he gets off the leash, and I think there'll be a couple of times this year where he will kick some bags... Will it come this week against Subiaco? We'll see. We'll, we'll talk about it next Tuesday. But, yeah, they've got to try and limit his um, limit his presence in the forward 50, especially when you've got such a dominant midfield that's delivering the ball into him.
1: Yeah, especially when you have the likes of Bolton, who's yep. been racking up the possessions. Uh, like you said uh, a couple of weeks ago, he's uh, very lean on his feet, very quick. You've also got Martinez, who can back him up, and Tia Miles wearing the number six, who had 29 uh, last week against South Fremantle. I reckon those keys could fall in Claremont's favour. But like you said, Zach Clark and Subiaco's midfield can combat the way Claremont use the football with sheer physical pressure.
0: Well, just especially you getting that first use of the footy. Oh yeah, if Zach Clark is an AFL ruckman, um, if if you can get that first use of the footy against such a dominant midfielder like Claremont, that that, that it just. It changes the dynamic of the way that Claremont want to play. They want to get first use of the ball. They want to they want to really control it in the midfield. So yeah, they're, they're going to have to change that up a little bit about how they play.
1: Be a ripper game over yeah. at Leederville Oval on Saturday. Also on Saturday, the second game of round three. It is South Fremantle and Peel Thunder at Fremantle Oval. The Bulldogs often hard to beat at Fremantle Oval, but Peel Thunder they're running into some hot form, looking to go three and zero. Yeah,
0: yeah uh, I mean I'm, we were talking about this one last night when we were just texting each other a little bit where we won't give out the. Tips just yet. We'll wait, but this is the only one where we're differing a little bit uh, in these two sides. Peel Thunder, like you said, two and O so far in this season. Can they make it three and It is tough at South Fremantle whenever oh, yeah. you whenever you're playing them there. Um, it, yeah, it's it's a real tough venue to win at if you're coming. Uh, if you're visiting them. So it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out too. South Fremantle, you know, like I said, they're they're, they're starting the season down, Mm -hmm. um, starting the season that eight points down. So they've got a lot of work to do. A lot of catching up. I have them missing the eight this year, but they are still a fantastic side.
1: Yeah, missing the five will be tough for uh, South Fremantle. I've still got them making the five because of the spark of young players that they've got. And they've got some players who have been at the club for a while. They can still get the job done. Tom Bletchenden, who had 25 against Claremont. And Toby McQuilken, Good talent that's coming through, but the experience is going to be very important. I reckon one that has to lift for South Fremantle. He was up and down in the first two rounds. Started off very well in round one, kicked four goals, but was held down quite well by the Claremont defence. I'm putting the microscope on Jimmy Miller. He's Jim. a live wire forward for South Fremantle. Can kick bags of goals, but wasn't in the best of form. He was held well by the Claremont defence last week. But if he, if he can get loose and get elusive like he does in that forward line and get a bag, that'll take the Thunder defence off their game.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see how it plays out. Um, you, just some of the other stats that you've got here, Paul. Um, Peel Thunder have received them the equal most free kicks, I think, with Subiaco. That's correct. Yep. So at forty, uh, Ranked number two in hitouts. Obviously, it's going to be hard that that the hitouts with Zach Clark at Subiaco are going to be there. But um, forty-eight at the moment, number three for tackles. So their pressures there. Hmm. Uh, South Fremantle ranked bottom three in disposals. So they're eighth at, at the moment in the competition. Eighth in kicks and handballs ninth. So. Um, Yeah, they've just got to get get more of the footy, really. So hopefully they can do that this week against Peel. But, well, especially yeah. with Brock Higgins
1: still not there despite making his return to South Remandle. He didn't play league last week, but if he doesn't that's going to pose another problem for South Remandle. They need a firm ruck. They had Zach yeah. Strom in the first string. He only had nine hit-outs. Riley Smith, I've seen his first two weeks as a ruck for Peel Thunder. He had 11 touches and 23 hit-outs against Perth in that big win over in Mandra. I reckon he's going to be a vital weapon
0: out there because he can do a lot around, around the footy. Well, yeah, like you said, South Remandle, they've got Got to try and get first use of the footy. Oh, sorry about hitting the microphone. Right <laughs> Got to try and get first use of the footy, and and with Peel number two in hit outs, just behind Subiaco. Um, Yeah, they've got to find someone who can do that and hopefully can come this weekend.
1: It'll be a tough challenge even at home for South Fremantle. But for Peel Thunder, well, they've got to have Riley Smith firing, but also their back line has really got to take down Jimmy Miller because he can easily influence the game. Those arguments, I reckon, will tell the story of the game on Saturday at Fremantle Oval. Now, under lights, Mineral Mm. Resources Park, Perth and East Perth. Now, a lot of people are saying how much Perth. I don't think so. Perth, despite being one and six... They can be competitive. We saw them in round one against Subiaco. They led by 20 points. They just couldn't polish it up. Think about this. Perth have only won one quarter, and that was the first against the Lions two weeks ago. In the first two games, the Demons have kicked a total of nine goals which were kicked in the first quarter. In subsequent quarters, they have since kicked two, one, zero, zero, one, zero, zero. Yes, just their lack of forward presence and getting the ball inside fifty and creating those scoreboard opportunities is a concern. Peter German needs to address this week.
0: I reckon uh, I, I, I was going to give my tip. I, I just I, I don't. I, I can't see Perth winning this game. Uh, I, I'm guessing you can't either, Paul. And no. I don't think there's going to be many people tipping them, but. They're going to be more competitive this week. I think Peter German, they would have reviewed last week's game. They would have looked at kicking one goal for the whole game, one goal, six, and they only got the 12 points. Um, I think they're really going to make sure that they come out firing. Any team that gets belted the way that they did, didn't show up one week. They're going to be coming out firing next week. Still can't see the winning. At home under lights too, you know, which yeah.
1: always can throw a little level up yeah, as far as uh,
0: as far as any games, especially concerned. in waffle footy. It doesn't happen very much. No. You usually play at that. That 2 two o'clock time slot, usually, that traditional Saturday afternoon one. So, yeah, it will it will t- change things up a little bit. But, yeah, I reckon Peter Germ, he's going to have them firing up. He's going to have them ready to go. They've got some great personnel off-field oh, yeah. that would have just been sitting down with a lot of those really young players, talking through what was going on. They would have reviewed the footage. They would have made sure that all of the things that they can learn from last weekend's loss. They're going to be putting a spotlight on some of those things and making sure that they follow through with it this weekend. So there'll be there'll be some clinical-type footy, I think, there uh, this Saturday night. And I think there will be some things. And, and that's the thing. I said on Tuesday, Paul, when we were talking, it's going to be a long road and a long journey for Perth. Long term. It feels like they've been in this rebuild for a very, very long time. But this year, I think if you're a Perth supporter, you're a Perth member. There's some exciting things that are going to happen. You're going to see glimpses of really really good footy and just think 10 or 15 round time, rounds time. You've got 10 10- more games in these younger players, you're going to start seeing some consistent footy. I think it's exciting times at Perth. I don't think they're going to have success straight away, but I do think that you're going to see some really good footy.
1: Yeah, even Peter German said it himself. I mean, there's not going to be immediate success. That's going to build over time. They're taking small steps as a club. It's a a new chapter over there at the Perth Demons. They've been long harbouring for success, and they haven't, with the exception of 2020 when they made the four. That was, you know, really a condensed season when you look mm. at it. But with the way Perth have been going over the last few years, they've been starving for success. But now this is going to be a brilliant new chapter for the Perth Football Club. Yes, they were competitive in round one. They fell a little bit against the Peel Thunder in round two, but they, they're going to
0: really get things going. But
1: on the other side of the coin... Well,
0: just before you go, yeah? just with Perth, did, wait, we're talking about the Eagles at the start, of the top of the podcast needing some leadership. Do you think Perth are in... The, in need of a little bit of that on-field leadership, I think so. Yes, and so I reckon could we see be... like a David Mundy maybe play this year.
1: I would see <laughs> one player that will be playing. He played in a reserves premiership in 2021 and was one of the big keys for their 2020 uh, their 2020 finals revival. Matt Rogers. Matt Rogers. Yep. Yeah. Matt Rogers. Right. He played right. country yes. football. He played yeah, country yeah. football over in the town of Beverly last year, where his team won the grand final. And his class and his spark on the field and his inspiration could really lift the Demons out of the trough. So I reckon if there was one player that can insert that extra leadership in the Demons for 2023 and beyond, it's Matt Rogers. Could be Matty.
0: These guys were laughing at me before when I said David Mundy. (laughs) There's a he's He's got guys to play in a couple of weeks. He might come back and have the spark. He might. He's a part of the the, the, uh, the well, He's a, one of the officials there. Yeah, at one of the Perth. development coaches. One of the uh, development. special with uh, Colts along with Eagles' great Ben Cousins. Talk about Will Schofield. Um, coming in and giving a bit of spark to the West Coast Eagles uh, waffle side. What about David Mundy? Yeah. I'm going to... Yeah, that's my campaign for the... Year. I want to see David Mundy play one game at Perth. For a petition for <laughs> David Mundy
1: to return to the waffle. Let's get Why that I in.
0: He, they need him at the Dockers at the moment in that midfield. Yeah. So <laughs> let's try and get him.
1: <laughs> On the other side of the coin, East Perth, they have got plenty that their fans are liking at the moment. And so are waffle neutrals as well. The way they've been playing so far. I mean, great win over Swan Districts yep. in round one. Huge win over Subiaco in round two in the grand scheme of things because Ross McQueen has got them to play the brand of footy, uh, the brand of footy they've been desperate to play for years. I mean, when you've got the likes of Angus Schumacher, Mitch Crowden, who was a big in for Perth, racking up the possessions, and Tom North, who was the top gun in round two for the uh, around the Waffle Player of the Year, he's going to really put the Perth forward line to the test.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. Really looking forward to this game. Obviously, East Perth share the top of the ladder with Claremont and Peel. So, yeah, I expect them to stay there at the end of this round. I think they'll definitely be at the top. Um, you know, Claremont's got a tough game as well. So do Peel, travelling to South Fremantle and playing them in free Oval. So, yeah, they've got them firing. Um yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see our East Perth are uh, ten or fifteen rounds into the season. It
1: will be a very interesting game, no doubt about that on Saturday. Uh Mitch Crowden, again he's been firing. Tom North will put them to the sword. Sam Van Sam van Diemen, I mean the debutant who uh, the, the player who made his debut last year He's, re- he's been explosive in the first couple of rounds. I'm really looking forward to seeing how he goes against yep. uh, Perth in round three. Now we be- we go to the Sunday action, and oh, this one's a beauty. Swan Districts and West Perth over at Steel Blue Oval. Who could forget that great game in round 19 when Swans came from behind and kept their season alive? Swans, they're 0-2. They're desperate for a win, but against a team that came out firing last week in June. Is
0: this the game of the round?
1: I would think so to a
0: degree. I'd... Put
1: it on par with Subiaco and Claremont, yeah. based on how important this game is. Swan Districts at Steel Blue Oval, often hard to beat, and it was a seven-game winning streak, I believe, that uh, the Swans had lost because of that defeat to East Fremantle in round two. But now they're going to be out firing after that because they came 100%. from behind yeah. strongly, but they blew several chances. That was the case in round one. Swans need to convert on chances in front of goal.
0: Uh, yeah, West Perth, they played fantastically well against a very a very undermanned Eagles side last weekend, uh, 169 points. West Perth going to Steel Blue Oval. It's going to be a fascinating game. I... I, I Always get nervous for any away team that is travelling to Steel bull Oval because it is a very hard ground to play at. That can bar over the outside. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful facility to play at. Extra player. I, yeah, I think in terms of waffle footy, it's one of the best places to to go and watch footy. I remember as a kid going there or watching. My dad's a big Swans man, so ah. used to go there all of the time. Um, they'll be wanting to come back out firing after the loss to Essendon last weekend. No doubt. Um, Will the Swans? It's going to be a... I, I think, for me, this is the game of the round. I'm, I'm excited to see how this one plays out. It's still all oval. The, the Falcons, they have a lot of people that travel with them as well, so they're going to get people behind them in that game. But, yeah, Tyler Keitel, can he kick another bag? Be interesting to see how it he goes. Be. It certainly will be. Oh, I reckon the Bit ideal... more space, bit more width yeah, at, it is at a big ground, as well.
1: Very big ground over there at Bassendine, so it gives him a little more space to make those leads. But there is one player, I reckon, that can mark him down, and that's their a Swans co-captain, Brandon Erseg. Last time against West Perth, he shut the forwards out of the game. He can do it again. And
0: he's done it to a lot of waffle sides he as has. well. If he's on his game, he, he is fantastic. So I reckon he'll be going to Tyler, trying to shut him down. I reckon they'll be, they'll be a bit lippy as well. Um, you know, you're not going to get 10 on me, that kind of thing. And I I don't mind that. I think that's good fun. So, yeah, we'll we'll go through our tips soon. But I reckon, for me, this Swan District's West Perth game is the game of the round.
1: What about the battle in the midfield as well? That could be another reason why Turner and also Clark of the Swans, but you also got the likes of Nelson and Meadows for West Perth, who came out firing against the Eagles last week. And also their uh, captain, Aaron Black. He's stalwart of the club. Always gets it done. Always consistent. Well, I reckon...
0: Oh, I don't know if you agree with me, but West Perth, they've probably got to have the. Um, they've got a very in depth midfield. There's oh, yeah. no question about that. And just in terms of games under the belt, they've got a very, very experienced midfield as well. It's what won them the grand final last year. So we'll see how that plays out. This will be a battle of the midfield as well. Can Swans shut down Tyler Keitel and all the forwards that West Perth have got? I, I think they can. There's going to be a bit more pressure there this weekend. The spotlight's going to be on Tyler to see if he can follow it up. But, yeah, fascinating game. Uh, I'll go through the tips in a minute. But, for, yeah, like I said, for me, game of the round.
1: It's going to be a cracker yeah. over there at Bassendine. Expect a great, great turnout on Sunday afternoon. And then, of course, the final game of the round, West Coast and East Fremantle the at Scopefield Mineral Cup. At Park. Yep, the Scofield <laughs> Cup. I like that. Of course, the comeback game for Will Schofield. We spoke with him earlier, and he's left us all in suspense about where he's going to play. But I reckon he's going to go into that forward line and be matched up with Erdley and Jupp of East Fremantle. That's going to be a ripper.
0: So what it's going to be is it's going to be, uh, uh, like we spoke to him, if you you missed that, make sure you go to the start of the podcast or on YouTube, wherever you are. Make sure you you listen to that. Um, What Will Schofield said, he's going in as a leader. He's going in to play a leadership role. Don't expect heaps from him as I look around the room. He's still not here, so that's good. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, he'll he'll be massive in the locker room. It it would be fascinating to be a fly on the wall in that locker room come Saturday, even at halftime, getting around those young kids, all of that kind of stuff. Um, Like I said, I'm going to try and get down there after. I've got a few other um, West Coast Fever commitments. But, yeah, um, this will be an interesting game to see how the Eagles bounce back from that 169-point loss. John O'Mars obviously coming, obviously coming back off suspension from the last uh, game Huge of season twenty twenty three. So that is massive. Excited to see him and Harry Marsh playing together for the first time as well. Absolutely. So Harry obviously came over from Subiaco wanting to play. With John O's played two games without him, and I hope he plays a couple more. Uh, John o. Marsh isn't someone who is uh, scared of getting suspended in the waffle competition. <laughs> oh, that is harsh. Well, I wouldn't say scared of it, but uh, he does. He is known for getting suspended. Yeah, so, but still, and, come on. He's an exciting forward. You know right, you need that. In terms of Waffle, you put him up there with Tyler Keitel and a few, other, a few of those other guys. It, on his day, pound for, pound for pound, he is one of the best uh, forwards in this competition. So I think it's great to have him back. I hope some people get the Eastern Man will usually struggle a little bit with getting fans along to their away games, mm. uh, especially at the moment, playing their home games at the Wacker. it, it, it They've turned the whacker into a little bit of a mini fortress yeah. for themselves. But, yeah, hopefully they can get some people along into this game. I reckon there'll be some West Coast Eagle diehard fans. We're talking about marketing the game well um, and the Eagles making sure that they get around all of those guys and helping them market the game properly in this waffle competition. Hopefully they do that with the big return of Will Schofield in an Eagles jumper. The so, unsung
1: premiership hero.
0: Exactly right. So hopefully we get a lot of people down because oh, I think yeah. there is interest in seeing Will go around one more time. So... Yeah, I think this will be a uh, I think the Sharks will win, but I think they're going to they're going to try and do the best that they can, especially after being smashed last weekend.
1: Three factors that East Fremantle could win big. John O'Marsh, yep. if he kicks a bag, the big midfield of East Fremantle that continues to fire, Milan Murdoch and Harrison Marsh who's had yep. a great start of the season and also the Sharks' back line. Those are the big keys for East Fremantle, yeah. not just for, today, for the uh, game on Sunday, but also for their season, you know, when you think about it, because they've been touted to continue their rise up the ladder after their spectacular run of the preliminary final because of those three keys. I reckon they could be uh, in, in East Fremantle's favour for this game on Sunday. They've just
0: got a very well-rounded team at the moment. Yeah.
1: Um, I could I'm put s- them in par with West Perth, you would think, but West Perth with a little more experience in yeah. those situations. Yeah,
0: they've just got that 30 or 40 more games in, in each Kind of spot than what each two man will do. Obviously, obviously, with the exception of actually, when you got John O'Mars with his AFL experience, he leads the forward line really well. You got Matthew Jupp down back who leads it well, and the the midfield is is a great midfield. Do lack a little bit of experience, but yeah, when they're on their game. And when they're playing really good footy, they can beat any side in the competition. History, and
1: with John Marsh's return, that could give the likes of Tom Joyce and Dylan O'Reilly the extra boost that they need. I mean, that forward line hasn't been as effective in the first two weeks, So especially when you look at their last quarter fade-out against uh, Peel Thunder in round one and their last quarter fade-out against Swan Districts. Luckily for the Sharks, they just got up by four points in round two. That's a thing that worries me about their game at the moment is their last quarter when they've got healthy advantages. I mean, 6-12 to 4-8 at three-quarter time, Time, low scoring game you think they were home and host? Mm. wrong same thing against Peel Thunder 21 points in front at three quarter time wrong they lost by four points so that's the only thing that
0: worries me is their lack yeah. of finish in the fourth quarter their lack of polish in the last quarter we saw it happen a couple of times last year as well mm. Um, Bill Bill says he's not worried about it. No. Um, I reckon quietly he wouldn't be worried about it, but it would be something that would be discussed in the, the coaching and, and the match committee, and they would be trying to address that as best as they can. If they want to make sure that they're playing really good footy, and, and last year they played really great footy over three three quarters, but there was usually that one point in the game where they did kind of let it go a little bit. This is the weekend to try and make sure you really cement in four good quarters of footy. The chances are you're going to win the game. Don't take the pedal off.
1: Yeah, even if it's against an undermanned West Coast Eagles side with the return of Will Schofield, it's the real litmus test for East Fremantle this Sunday at Mineral Resources Park.
0: It's like I'm a big Frio fan and I just want to see them just put the foot down and just smash a team sometimes. They struggle to do it. Want to see the same with these three.
1: Well, the story will be told on Sunday. This is our round three preview on Around the Waffle. Paul Persick alongside Taylor Cowper. Okay, tips time, Taylor. Here we go. Let's start things off. Subiaco and Claremont.
0: Now, just quickly, this is my first tipping, and I don't know how you've gone with the other tips throughout this season. Crap. Let me just okay. say that. So I just—I haven't even spoken to you about this. Uh that we're going to be doing this throughout the season, I want to make a proposal to you. Okay. And I want to say you and me have our own little tipping competition that starts here, round three. Yep. I'm a East Frio man. You're a West Perth person. Correct. I want to say that... Uh, if we if I win, I would like you to go to an East Fremantle game wearing and I'll get you all the I'll get you kitted out in East Fremantle stuff at a game next year against West Perth. Oh Lord. And if I if you win, vice versa. Okay. Sounds go good there? to me. Should we shake we the hands shake on it? Shake on it. Almost <laughs> hitting the microphone there, but
1: uh nope, we shake on that. That's the deal sealed.
0: All right, here we go. So yeah, first game. Let's go through it.
1: Subiaco and Claremont at lead of a This one's a beauty. I'm gonna say Claremont. Simply because of one man, Jack Buller.
0: If he yeah. if he catches fire on Saturday, Subiaco are going to find it really hard to stop. So i got Claremont by 18 points in this game as well for the exact same reason. I think um, Zach Clark, if he can get first use of the footy, which I think he will, I just think the Claremont midfield is just going to be too strong.
1: Yeah, and that's why Subiaco's midfield, in contrast, really need to show a little more desperation and shut Claremont down with sheer physical pressure. I reckon that's going to be tough. So we've both agreed on Claremont. Yep. Perfect. All right, second game, South Fremantle and Peel
0: Thunder. Yeah, this is the only one. I've, I've teased it before. It's the only one that we're disagree, we are disagree on. I know it's tough to play South Fremantle at Fremantle Oval. I get all that kind of stuff. Peel Thunder, though, 2-2. Two and two. I know they're going to be working as hard as they can do to make it 3-3. Three and three. This is the only difference that we have in this game. Um, actually, I'm just looking at this run sheet. Are we two in the same team? No. Well, I'm going Peel Thunder. You are going Peel Thunder. And you're going South Fremantle. I'm going South Fremantle. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I reckon Peel Thunder by about three or four goals. I'm going to say four.
1: I'm going Um, to say South
0: Fremantle, but only by about
1: a couple. I reckon it's going to be a real close game. But I reckon those young players, especially with how much pace they've got, especially through midfield and in the forward line, as we mentioned Jimmy Miller and even Brandon Donaldson, it's going to be so important for South Fremantle to keep that home ground fortress reputation intact
0: because very rarely do you see South Fremantle struggle at home. And it's a great place to watch footy. Oh, yeah. Tough place for any visiting team. But I just reckon Peel, I've just got a feeling about him this weekend. I reckon they're going to get the job done. It's going to be a ripper game, Make No mistake about that. They'll be at the top of the ladder at the end of the weekend.
1: Oh, you've made the big call. (laughs) Speaking of sides that may be on top of the ladder, at the end of round three, East Perth, they are going to Mineral Resources Park under lights to play Perth.
0: Well, yeah, sorry. East Perth will be on top of the ladder at the end of the week. <laughs> oh, quickly, you've changed it <laughs> in about ten seconds. No, because I think uh, I, I think this is going to be. It'll be an interesting game. It'll be interesting to see our Perth bounce back after they lost last weekend. East Perth, I think, will win this game, and I think they'll win it comfortably. Um, so that percentage will really help them in this game. I'm going um, East Perth by six goals. I'm going to
1: say East Perth as well. I'm only about four. Okay. I mean, we we mentioned earlier that Perth. You know they'll come out firing. They'll learn what happened over the last week after that game against Peel Thunder. Peter German will really have them fire up at the start. Not sure about where how how can they finish? How can they polish up their four quarter game? But even with that, it's going to be an East Perth win very comfortably. Now, Sunday, this one's the game that's very very hard to pick. Swan Districts and West Perth. Even though West Perth, you know, they kick themselves back into form against the West Coast Eagles. Very hard for Swan Districts to lose two in a row at home, yes. especially with the can bar acting as the extra
0: player. Yeah. Oh,
1: This one's going to be a beauty.
0: Um, I'm just going to let you go first. Who are you tipping in this game? West Perth. Okay. Um, we did speak about it last night. I'm going to go the opposite for you. So we're going two different in this round. So the only reason is because I think that they're two very, very good sides. Oh, yeah. I just can't see Swans losing two games at Bassendine in a row. So for that reason and that reason alone, uh, I think Swans are going to get up over West Perth. This one's going to be a
1: beauty. This I'll is reckon, the game of the round, I reckon. Down to the wire. Yeah. Down to the wire footy between two prime finals contenders. We said pre-season. Swan districts, they just need to get things going. They don't want to start 0-3 after the first three rounds.
0: So when do you? How, how many do you think West Perth are going to win by? This
1: one? It'll be about nine points, I think.
0: Okay, so I'll say nine points the other way. It'd
1: be a beauty, can't yeah. wait for this one. And then East Fremantle taking on the West Coast Eagles. I think the question everyone will be asking is how much East Fremantle?
0: Yeah, uh, this is going to be a fascinating game purely just because, uh, you know, Will Schofield's going to be back in it. Well, you fascinating to see how that goes? Um, John O'Mars coming back into the side. East Fremantle, just a very well rounded side. Is anyone going to be. Is anyone going to be courageous enough to tip the Eagles in this game? Not just you and me, but anyone out there in Waffle Land?
1: Well, I think Tyson Beatty last uh, last week tipped West Coast to no. beat West Perth. Yes, he did.
0: Well, he's a West Coast Eagles fan. Uh, he, he works for them. So. Yeah, I know that.
1: But still, my eyes nearly popped out of my head when I heard that. <laughs> My was nearly
0: popped I'm out. I'm surprised he was allowed a tip, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, if the Eagles did win, I would have to get a lawyer.
0: Yeah. West Coast Eagles, I can't see him winning the game. Actually, who are you tip? East Fremantle. Okay. East, East Fremantle by, by about 70 points. By 70 points. 70 okay. points. Um, and John Marsh to kick 10 goals. Jono, to kick... Oh, well, I said on Tuesday I'll kick it back. I think he's going to get let off the lease. I just think oh, yeah. he's missed the last two games, obviously, through suspension. So I'm expecting him to come out firing. first game with Harry, of course, as well. Um... Someone said to me I should tip the West Coast Eagles because East Fremantle didn't get up, didn't ask me to emcee the Lynn Medal last year. Oh. But, I, th- yeah, I'm going to go East Frio. Yeah. Sharks band at heart. <laughs> no doubt about it.
1: I'm not surprised about that whatsoever. But I'm not as shocked because you were honest about that.
0: Yes. No, East Frio all the way. And I think John o. Marsh is going to kick a bag as well.
1: Uh, it's going to be a big return for John o. Marsh and, of course, for Will Schofield. What a round it's going to be. Can't wait for it. And for those listening and watching, if you're not able to get to, not able to, get to a game live, you can check it out on the AFL app. Every yeah. game's available there. Great access for the Waffle competition. And you've also got uh, your Channel 7 the 7 crew are going to be at Dean. That one's going to be a beauty. And, of course, all uh, the WA radio stations covering it as well. Great Which, access for the comp. Conf- and what
0: game are you covering this weekend?
1: No confirmation as of yet, but likely will be West Coast and East from Adam. Oh,
0: and... It- how good is it to hear Paul's voice through the AFL app oh, as well? Come on, I'm not sure. If that, it'll be good though. It's That's going to be why good I only get asked to do it whenever you're not doing it. So I feel it <laughs> occasionally, but it's always you, and, and you do a great job, mate. Oh, so good job. That's no, great fun. It's a great start. But you yeah, get season. along to a game. Make oh, yeah. sure you get along to a game. It's going to be a cracking round, I reckon. That go see Will Schofield play, of course. You and I are going to hopefully get along and see that one. But yeah, I reckon the game of the rounds definitely a Bassendine Oval Sunday afternoon.
1: It's going to be a good one. I look yeah. forward to seeing you on Tuesday. See you then, Paul. And to our viewers and listeners as well, we really appreciate your company on today's edition of Around the Waffle. Don't forget you can like us on Facebook, Twitter and on Instagram and you can check us out on wherever you get your podcasts and on the Backchat YouTube channel. Have a great weekend of the footy. Make sure you get to, your get, get to the game and support your team and we look forward to reviewing all the action for you on Tuesday. We'll see you next time.
0: Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast creator network. You can find the
2: show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore.